This is Bilbo Baggins, live from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. As we continue the storytelling, I woke up with some some thoughts here, you know. When I was in Nelson, B.C. about a year and a half ago, I listened to this hilarious song, and if you're if you're young, like if you're like 13 to 20, try and recognize that people before you were really amazing musical artists, like whether from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. There's a song by Arlo Guthrie called Alice's Restaurant, and I find it a hilarious song. I listened to this song in Nelson, and when I listened to the song on the way to the ski hill, I came home to garbage garbage juice poured in the entryway of the place I was staying at at 920 Robson Street in Nelson, B.C. And, you know, this is sort of indicative of the behavior of the people stalking and killing me is that when I do something online, they uh, mirror that in my life, okay? So they thought that that was appropriate to find a garbage can of disgusting garbage juice and pour that into my home. That, that to these people, is a hilarious joke. <clears throat> and that leads into the, my next comment, which is, like, if you are about excellence in your life, okay, and you'll know this by 15 or 16, because the difference between an elite athlete and somebody playing rec is a night and day difference of effort and commitment. The difference between straight A's and three A's and four B's on your report card for academics is night and day effort. The difference between being able to play in a youth symphony or a real symphony and just hacking it out in local band class and smoking a joint on, you know, on the break at high school is night and day effort, right? Those people who never in their life ever, ever, ever showed that effort to be that excellence. And that can be excellence in like anything. You're becoming a master woodworker. You're like a master coder. You've got a garage band, but you guys play like six hours a day for five years. You know, you are trying as hard as you can. The difference between those people that have showed excellence in their life and those who haven't is profound. Because those people who have never known or been excellent will do whatever it takes to kill you and hurt you. And they have no problem doing that. They have no problem harming you because they don't even care that they've torn down someone who really gave a shit about something in life. They don't care. Their big day in the sun is to hurt you. And so when we moved into poor town Saanich... Um, you know, I wasn't thinking about the pedophiles in Saanich. I wasn't thinking about pedophilia. I've never had to think about that in my life. Mostly, you know, we think about my sort of class of people. And I didn't have money, but I had a certain, you know, university education. We're just thinking about working hard at school, working hard at work, doing well, having a good family, enjoying life, okay? You can't think about everything in life. That's what those people are thinking about. They're not trying to harm anyone. They're just trying to work hard to do well. But when you move amongst poor people, and in Canada, the poor people are white. In the States, 
and everyone will hate me for saying this, it's possible that they're of a different color, right? So you move into this neighborhood and you don't know what you've fucking done. But what you've done is you've entered into this world of like lowbrow people who've never shown effort. And so if if somebody says to them, gives them a rumor about something and then they can hurt you with it, they will do that. If someone says to them, I'll give you 10 grand to fuck with this person all day long for years, they will do that. If there's criminality, it's happening in your neighborhood, at the end of your street, at that park, with the weird cars that always fucking park there. And you don't know why, right? But nobody in your neighborhood goes up to those people because they're not courageous. They don't go up to them and say, hey man, what's going on? What are you doing here? I did. I do. Because I'm of that expectation that you're doing a good thing in your life. So what the fuck are you doing here? And I I read recently in an article in the news about trailer parks and how like half of a trailer park is literally like pedophile central. And so those types of people that grow up in that are, are attuned to that, right? So you have this group of people who think that you know pedophilia is everywhere and maybe it is you know I'm starting to think that because I've been surrounded by these disgusting fucking people for 10 years on Vancouver Island who who literally like you have to understand what they've done to us they would shun us as we walked around the neighborhood and my wife would never admit this no one was on the street. Every door was closed. Nobody there around at all. Every time we go to the fucking park with our kids, nobody there ever. Just lonely the whole time. Shun, shun, shun. No idea why, right? No idea what the fuck's going on. Clearly happening. You know, they would they would make it so when we showed up for the educational session before the start of kindergarten... There were 20 people, 30 people in the room, all adults. And then when we went to the actual kindergarten class, none of those same adults were there. Do you understand how fucked that is? That like you never get to maintain a relationship, like you never see the same people twice? If you talk to somebody at a soccer game, your kid's soccer game, you never see those people again. Year after year after year, they did that to us. Until what? You know, eventually what? Eventually, I'm composing songs, which I submitted recently to the University of Victoria. You know, about how I'm stuck on Pedo Island with you, you know, and how you people killed Rena Verk and Michael Donahue. So you had no problem killing my daughter and my son. See, people do the same behaviors over and over again. And we literally fucking lived within five kilometers or something where Rena Verk was killed. And the same fucking cunts from their same fucking cunt families killed our fucking family. You can't make this shit up. I think that's why people don't want to believe my story. Because I'm Bilbo Baggins. I've come to the Shire. I've got this fucking story. And you people don't want to believe it. Even though with your fucking heads in the sand, all this shit is going on around you. And kid, if they're not going to believe me, they are not going to fucking ever believe you. I have done things in my life that fucking nobody has done. They are not going to believe you ever. Ever.
if they don't believe me? I said this to the guy at the NDP, uh, former John Horgan's riding, whoever the new guy is, Ravi something. Guy at the front desk, I said, look, kid, between you and me, man to man, you're already on a list. You're on a blacklist. Your, your life and career are never the same. You're not in control anymore. They know you're a new Democrat. They're going to steer you, control you, direct you. They're going to mess with your jobs and relationships. And he looks at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, fuck, dude, you have to open your eyes. So what is going on with surveillance in the world? The highest Sauron is watching everybody and fucking with everyone however they want to. So I'm Bilbo Baggins. I took the ring... I threw it off the bridge by Mount Everest, the bridge every climber knows on planet Earth. I threw it off that bridge on the way to Namshi Bazaar into the river below. That gold ring will wash among the rocks for a thousand or two of years till it pops out somewhere and hopefully is cleansed from the pure evil that Vancouver Island is and what these fucking cunts have done to me and my family. You know, you think it's funny that your, your spies in town, you know, brief a deputy minister before I, I see him? Fine, whatever, I don't care. You think it's funny you brief the fucking judge over the weekend before I see him on Monday and he looks at me like I'm a pedophile? I do care about that. You think that's fucking hilarious to have your, your spy people who like are retired at 45 from the Navy or wherever they're coming from. They need a second life, so they drive around town just collecting information on all these normal people. In order to fuck with their lives, wreck their marriages, kill their kids. So they can set their boys up with that hot chick because you fucking destroyed the marriage. Well done, pedo town. My kid literally says to me the other day, okay, after he falsely accuses me of being the guy down the street. Seriously, he says... Dad, you have a lazy eye. No. But the EA dude down the street who moved in with the woman with the kid with the disability, he's got a lazy eye. Well, he's also telling me that he seems to know what oral sex is, what blowjobs are. He's eight fucking years old. And he seems to know what that is. And he's using words like disgusting, gross. Okay, great. So somehow in your life, you're exposed to pedophiles people that give you force you to watch pornography but nobody in this fucking town cares about that
So another thing he says to me was, you know, Dad, you're really kind of all alone in the world. You know, you're, you're sort of weak, right? A nine-year-old fucking boy saying that to his dad? Who the fuck plants that idea, psychologically manipulates a kid to say that to his own dad? The fucking mental patients that are operating all around you in Victoria, B.C. Complete fucking psychos. You know, and I saw Jordan Peterson post the other day, some of the most dangerous men are some of the best men he's ever known. What a load of fucking shit that is. Dangerous assumes no control. In my generation, just in case the teenagers or 20-year-olds hear this and they've really enjoyed destroying my life, in my generation, it was strength to not be violent, okay? In my generation, it was strength to use the systems to understand and look for truth. It wasn't strength and courage to pop off within 15 seconds because you're not happy about something and start throwing punches. We had things like humility and wisdom, or at least I thought we did. And that is the difference. I want to explain this again to all those elite, by elite people, I mean like elite athletes, elite musicians, elite Uh, finance people, engineers, you cannot put yourself in the head of these people who are B-grade and C-grade people because they are all jealous of you. You are a threat to them. What you think is normal behavior is not normal to them. They will use whatever manipulation they have to, whatever lies they have to, to destroy you in the workplace, around your town, In your marriage, they will do whatever it fucking takes. And you don't even expect that this is going to happen. You know, and I said this before, like... The big day in the sun for these people, right, is is like me being bankrupt, having no money, which is effectively now, because I think they think it relates somehow to my ego in my mind or my heart. I don't care at all. What I care about is that the goals I had for my family have not been achieved, and they've crushed those too, right? But their big fucking day is that I have the worst car because that is what they value. That is all they care about is a dollar number. In the fucking bank. That's all they care about. They don't care about humanity, relationships, people, enjoying life. I mean, their enjoyment, they just buy it, right? These are valueless, soulless people who in no way care about anything that you care about as a human being. And they've shown that to me through their omnipotence 
and how they felt that destroying me was going to work out. My goal was always around 250000 a year, plus or minus whatever. Given the right type of circumstance in life, if you think that's not an attainable goal or, well, I mean, I maybe get an actuary to check my education level and, you know, who I was in high school and university and how that should not have been a realistic goal. But when you're blocked by power, who in back rooms decides that you're going to fail no matter what, and you don't know this is going on, I mean, that's out of your control. What can you do about that? So the, so the gays on the street, I got to tell you some of these stories if you haven't heard them. One day, a Friday night, all I had when my kid was young, you know, he's four and I've had everything stolen from me, my career, my life, everything I enjoy, ripped from my soul. All I have is to go for a beer on Friday night at the local pub. The gays stand right at the fucking door of the pub they wait for us to walk in and then between the gays and this useless 65 year old white bitch in the neighborhood they they repeat back to me the exact specific word sequence I said in my kids room the night before in our fucking home can you believe that can you believe that psychological rape those fucking people did to me and and the worst part was that my wife at that point I didn't even bother saying it to her because She was in on it. In on psychologically fucking raping a human being. Unfucking believable. The word sequence was something like I did 30 push ups. I was trying to get back in shape. And for those, you know, there's like there's like no support for men in the world, right? There's zero support for dads. Nobody supports any fucking dad. All I'm trying to do is get my life back on track. I'd been raped at that point. I was being terrorized every day. I'm trying to get my physical fitness back on track. But what these fucking pedos had to do was sit in the pub and wait for me to walk in and then repeat that exact word sequence back to me about doing 30 push-ups. That's their big fucking day in the sun. And because of people like that, right? Like when I say you killed my daughter, because of people like that and constant assaults, wrecking everything in my fucking life, You are 100% responsible for killing a little girl named Dari. But like all masters of genocide in time, they will not accept responsibility, right? These people have no capacity to accept responsibility for their actions. None. They can drop fucking nuclear bombs on Japan. They don't even talk about it in history class. 
how the United States is responsible for one of the largest genocides in human history. They don't even fucking talk about it. Because that just absolutely had to be done. Like, you couldn't have dropped it, like, I don't know, five, ten kilometers offshore and shown everyone that display of power instead of fucking killing half a million people. So that same type of mentality where you'll do whatever the fuck you want and then not admit that you did it runs this fucking town of Victoria, B.C. and this island. 